Hello and welcome to Inside the Artist Studio. My name is Sean Davis Newton here as per usual with the Cups and Cakes Network. And uh, today on the show we have one of the greatest Edmonton bands, uh, Fitness. Their very first record, Dashing, seemed to kind of come out of nowhere and become one of absolutely my favorite releases of 2018. And uh, so I sat down with them at the end of February over Zoom to talk about their absolutely killer follow-up record, which is called Full Well. It came out on March 5th, 2021. We uh, chatted about staying off of social media, uh, the weirdness of auditioning for bands, and how crazy underrated the Edmonton music scene really is. There is, as per usual, some foul language in this episode, so if that type of thing spooks you, uh, you may want to uh, skip this episode. And uh, of course, you can find other episodes of this podcast, as well as other audio, video, and written content over on the Cups and Cakes website, cupsandcakespod.com. That's cups, the letter N, cakespod.com. Here's fitness. Hi, I'm Devin. Uh, yeah, and I'm Keenan. And we play in a band called Fitness. <laughs> yeah. What uh, a, what a great coordinated intro that was. <laughs> we were, we've been working on it all day, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I, I showed up at six a.m. this morning, and that's all we we've been practicing today. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, welcome to uh, Inside the Artist Studio. Really glad that we're able to uh, have you on here just to run through the format of the show and what uh, the next uh, half hour to 45 minutes is going to look like. It's going to be a rapid fire right up front, kind of get to know you and then uh, move on into the interview. Talk about uh, your guys' new record, Full Well, which is uh, not out as of right now. We're talking on February 27th <laughs> yeah 2021 and uh it's coming out march 5th also in 2021 and then uh, we'll play a track off that record to uh, kind of wrap things up so without further ado let's uh get into the rapid fire sounds good uh do you have a favorite baked good <laughs> i had a cinnamon knot this morning and it was fantastic i I would say anything like cinnamon and bread is top notch for me. Uh, I really like these like trail mix cookies that my girlfriend makes. <laughs> okay, what what what's in a trail mix cookie? Uh, it's like well, I guess anything that you'd find in a trail mix, you can you can sort of freestyle <laughs> it. That's the kind of nice thing about it. So, craisins, yeah. you know, pumpkin seeds, um, yeah, change it up. That's the great thing about them. They're you know changeable yeah, yeah malleable <laughs> uh tea or coffee oh coffee 100 percent. uh yeah i'd go coffee yeah <laughs> is it like uh I, I always feel the need to ask is it like a, a mostly a caffeine thing or is it just like you really like love the taste of coffee or um it's mostly a caffeine thing for me i'd say uh like <laughs> i <laughs> you know i'm grumpy if i don't get my cup of coffee in the morning um I do like tea a lot, though, but, you know, I won't get grumpy if I don't have a cup of tea in the, during the day. You know, it's not an everyday thing. I, I definitely think for me it's uh, it's evolved into a taste, <laughs> into like a, a tasting thing. I, I sort of get obsessed over things, so it's kind of uh, evolved into this. Uh, I need to make sure that my grind setting is right to make sure that this specific coffee tastes the best that it can be. Yeah. Yeah, I, I get that. I almost, I think, sometimes take a bit more joy out of those things than I do the actual drink itself. And I say that just because, like, I'm not a person that drinks coffee. Um, but at some point, I read a lot about coffee and how you're <laughs> supposed to, like, you use, like, the whatever the fucking like drip coffee maker thing, like, by the cup. And you're supposed to have a burr grinder that does all the that brought me a lot of joy to learn all that shit. Right. So I so, get you. Suddenly you're like a scientist in the, yeah, in like a laboratory. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like to feel that way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you prefer radio or podcasts? Oh boy. I sort of go in and out of phases. Uh, I'd say radio, I guess. Uh, right now I have a radio alarm. <laughs> so I'm waking up to it every morning. So I'll say radio. I, I'm definitely one of those uh, people, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts, but I only have like 
a few podcasts that I go back to. Uh, whereas if I'm all done with those podcasts, I sort of turn back to radio. And that's sort of what I go back to for a little bit until the wave of new episodes comes out. So it's kind of a back and forth for me. Yeah, yeah. Feels kind of blasphemous to be, uh, you know, <laughs> taking the radio side there on a podcast. But gotta be honest. You know, <laughs> I, I think they're good for different things, though, right? Like even, uh, you know, I'm sure there's lots of podcasts actually like this one that exist to promote like music discovery even but that's still something that i think the radio is typically like way way better at for some reason hmm yeah i mean there's something great about not knowing what you're tuning into and just sort of yeah. like yeah this is a surprise of it yeah uh do you have a favorite uh, pit stop when you're playing shows out of town <laughs> Where do we stop? Um. <laughs> well, we we haven't really like with our I guess touring past schedule. We we've only been out west once. We've only been out east once. Mm-hmm. So we we can't really say that any of those are staples. However, um, let's be honest. If you're like in Edmonton and you're playing Calgary a lot the pit stop is gasoline alley (laughs) well yeah exactly there's definitely like Like a bathroom break in like uh it's a a wondrous place gasoline alley red yeah we get a lot of people saying donut mill which uh fits right in there you go yeah gasoline alley yeah everything you need have we stopped it we haven't stopped a donut mill as a band but also i've never been we're we've been in the odd situation where we don't go together when we're playing in alberta yeah <laughs> right some weird situations yeah based on driving and and schedules trip plans and stuff like that you have to be going separately so yeah. yeah uh do you prefer video games board games or sports <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna be a jock and say sports <laughs> I uh I have an NBA like fantasy team right now, <laughs> and okay. I s- I spend like more time than I'd like to admit <laughs> on that. <laughs> um, kind of on the same level. I've kind of deep been deep diving into hockey lately, so I'm honestly I think I'm gonna say sports as well, but to the point where I'm playing like hockey video games too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's all that I play. Was that like was that question about like actually playing the thing, or was it about <laughs> either? Or. I mean, it'd be weird if you were like, I love video games, but only as a spectator, um, <laughs> right? But uh, yeah, playing or watching or whatever. Yeah, love playing basketball too. If anyone out there wants to, you know, have a game of pickup, uh, you know, when this is all over, then uh, <laughs> give me a call. <laughs> yeah, and if you're up wearing a mask. And the snow hasn't melted once this podcast airs, and the ice is okay. Hit there me up. I, I've been itching to to play some play some hockey and pass the puck around. <laughs> uh, what's the first car you ever owned, if any? Um, Here, I'll I'll just answer yeah, that while you're it. thinking, because I still own my first car. It's a 2003 Pontiac Vibe in silver. I'd say the first car that I owned owned was uh it was like a 2002 or 2004 Honda Accord. Okay, what <laughs> uh what uh what happened to it? Is it still with us? Um, I actually got rear-ended on the highway. Oh shit. Uh yeah, it was sketchy, it was very scary and uh you know, I got a nice uh, payout though, so no harm done. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm okay, you know, nothing yeah. happened, so I was lucky. Uh, what is the weirdest job you ever had? I've only had a couple jobs. Um, I, uh, weirdest job I had, um, I lived in Victoria when I, like in 2013 or something. And I like for two nights, I, I was, uh, like, a graveyard shift janitor at like a milestones in downtown <laughs> Victoria. <laughs> and, uh, I did that for two nights, you know, I was biking there too. And like the second night biking home at like seven in the morning, 
I just decided that yeah, it's probably it's probably not for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, out of all of them, I would say like the weirdest job that I've done. Uh, I worked with family for six years, which I would say is always going to be a weird experience. <laughs> and I also would not recommend working with family for that long. <laughs> that is a temporary thing. Yeah. What what kind of job was it? Like what? If if that's not too uh, intrusive. Oh yeah, no, it's uh, it's like a safety company, but a lot of like manufacturing and labor work. So gotcha. I I started yeah I started out in labor, then went to the uh, CNC machine, so cut out all the f- fancy stuff and got to play with very expensive machinery, and then moved to more administrative work because I was lazy and. <laughs> uh, there were some openings and i took advantage nice. of that uh if you could open for any band who would you choose to open for whether or not that band still exists completely open that's tough um like is this in a in a make sense or are you just asking us our favorite artist <laughs> <laughs> you know that's a good question um I think it would be mm, better if it, yeah, if, if it felt like f- fitness was like a good intro to whatever band you choose. Um, um, oh, I'm going to be sitting here tough. for a while. Yeah, like, <laughs> uh, okay, uh, the first thing that came to mind, like, isn't a big band or anything like that, but a band that I, I quite like yeah. now. Um, I would, I, you know, drinks. I really like this band drinks. Oh, cool. You know, it's Kate LeBon and Tim Presley of, uh, white fence. Um, that'd be cool to open to. Yeah. That'd open be really for. dope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there, there are so many bands that I could like that I want to say, but I just don't know if there's like one definitive band. <laughs> Just drop one, Joe Jackson. Yeah, we want to open up for <laughs> Joe Jackson. We uh, we were just listening to some Joe Jackson before this. Oh so. no, what's like? I know, I know one <laughs> Joe Jackson record that I like loved when I was like fourteen, fifteen. Uh, which is honestly holds up still great. But what's like the Joe Jackson record that you listened to? We were just listening to. Oh my gosh, what is it called? My mom gave me this CD when I was really young. And, uh, it's the, yeah, it's called Night and Day. It's not like, it's not like the first record. I think it came out in 82. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's very, like, piano heavy stuff and I'm really into it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't, yeah, yeah the one I, time. I, I, uh, I had one called Look Sharp, uh, that I just, right, yeah. just has a great cover of like a pair of white the shoes. The pair of white shoes. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Uh, what is your favorite local bite to eat? Sushi wasabi. Um, I really love Langano skies. Okay. I don't, I, I've Pretty never been there. Ethiopian food. Yeah. Yeah. yeah what, it's great. what part of town is it in? Uh, it's actually on white. On 99th Street yeah. and White Avenue. Okay. Holy man. Yeah, there's good spot. Every time I ask that question, uh, like, I obviously talk to a lot of bands from Edmonton. Uh, I am consistently surprised at the number of restaurants that people bring up that I've <laughs> never, ever heard of. There's just, like, there's a lot of really good food here. Yeah, yeah. Probably got a big list. <laughs> yeah, it's stupid. I really check out. I really should at some point make a list of all the stuff that people have said. Cups is and really cakes good. is going to become like a, a food a food podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, honest to God, Sep's Pizza probably owes us like hundreds of dollars in advertising money. Just <laughs> lo- great spot. A lot of bands like Sep's Pizza. <laughs> Do you prefer uh, candy chips or chocolate? Mm. I'm kind of on a candy trip, but I would say like if I had to like desert island question chocolate 100%. Yeah, chocolate, marzipan. 
love marzipan i feel like chocolate's the one that people say the least for whatever reason but do you guys have like a favorite favorite kind of chocolate like the go-to like you're in a convenience store what do you pick up if we're talking like convenience store i'd probably say like there's like two that i will consistently get and that's like a bueno bar and uh and like the hershey's cookies and cream oh yeah can't go wrong yeah it's a bueno classic. Is classic um i love mart's pan like chocolate covered mart's pan yeah, yeah. and you're not gonna find that your average like <laughs> convenience store but uh i live like a block away from the italian center so oh I, nice uh, i'm i'm always you know i i eat a ridiculous amount of mart's pan yeah <laughs> uh let's see yeah uh, is there a social media account that you really love to follow? Something that just brings you joy? <laughs> well, Keenan isn't really on social media too much, so I don't think there's, unless there is. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I've, uh, you know, I haven't been on Facebook in a, for a while and, you know, for a while, I guess, on, on Instagram as well. But I'm on Letterboxd, uh, <laughs> which is kind of like a social networking app for, for movies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Are, that's, a, that's a pretty cool one. Are you like a big movie um, guy or... No, I I got like friends I like to chat with, and I'm I'm probably like, I'm more of like the student <laughs> when it comes to <laughs> movies. You know, I have lots of friends who are are well versed in in uh, cinema, <laughs> and I'm just there to learn from them and and get recommendations. Really. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I'm I'm not really on Facebook. I I check on it every once in a while because that's the one way I can send my mom files. Um, but. Uh, on Instagram, I don't really use it for like posts or scrolling. I kind of just in a in a group chat, so I get sent things from various kind of meme like a, accounts. Yeah, you're kind of like a meme lord. You've got like a lot of. <laughs> I I wouldn't say a lord. I just I just receive a lot, and I I will enjoy them from time to time. Yeah. <laughs> I I guess I I mainly use like Instagram as well. I took a very large step back from social media, but. Like, between having to release the album and being like, well, I should probably make a post on Instagram, on the on the fitness Instagram, I kind of yeah. dove back into it. Do, do you find it, because then it seems like both of you are fairly, like, um, uh, like, by choice trying not to participate in that kind of world, which is something that I know I've been struggling with a little bit. Uh, how, how do you kind of, like, square that with, like you're in a band you want people to know the music that you're making and know that it's coming out like uh i know this isn't super rapid fire but like uh how do you Mm kind of navigate that well i'm lucky i have a bandmate who's uh (laughs) willing to do all that stuff so i don't have to uh or willing uh you know he's i don't know yeah I, i you know i I just it's for me it's like it's really a a mental health sort of situation. I I really don't I struggle when I'm on in you know on that stuff. Yeah. It's just you know we're comparative creatures and always comparing yourself to people and seeing images of people and I just can't I just can't do that and um I uh I just don't like the artificiality of the interactions and all that so yeah yeah uh, yeah i'm just lucky that uh you know someone else in the band is is willing to take on that uh <laughs> that role and by willing to take on he means that between march 2nd 2020 and january 30th 2021 <laughs> there were no posts or right. anything <laughs> from fitness right yeah, there's maybe there's, maybe it's like you know that's our game plan we're trying to play mysterious you know yeah um yeah we're kind of ruining it here, I guess. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, and I mean, like, even with the social media presence that we have, everything is like, oh, we have a show. I'm going to post the poster. Right. I'm not going to say anything about the poster. I'm just going to say, here's the date. Or I'm going to say the month. People can look at the poster. I mean, now, since we have, like, the new record coming out or the new album... I've been like, we've been doing singles and stuff. So one post for each of those. And hopefully people will 
get the message, but I don't want to be posting every day. Yeah. Like uh, the guy on YouTube keeps telling me to do. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, A couple of rapid fire questions left then. Is there an album that spurred your love of music? My first ever album was uh, Black Eyed Peas, Elefunk. Um, (laughs) Did that inspire my love of music? (laughs) Yeah, probably. I mean, yeah. That was a great album. Where's the Love is like still, you know, that's a great track. The first, well, my parents had a huge collection of CDs. Like I think at one point we had like uh, four CD copies of Nevermind in the house. (laughs) And uh, my brother and I thought it was really funny just seeing a naked baby all over our house like just in different rooms yeah Uh, but we never actually ended up listening to the record at all like i think three out of the four of those cd trays were empty uh but i i would definitely say that like i would say that uh probably dookie oh yeah I was in, I was introduced to dookie very young probably younger than i should have been i think i was probably about like six or seven when i started listen well not like i guess intentionally listening to that album but like my mom listened to the ramones and green day and a bunch of new wave stuff so yeah a, a lot of that stuff and like listening to the radio with my mother and listening to the generic classic rock stuff with my dad which i also still enjoy uh i, I wouldn't say that there's a specific album but uh, maybe dookie yeah maybe americana by the offspring i remember i brought that to school and got in trouble for that <laughs> uh very last one then uh do you have any uh local bands or artists that uh, you really love want to kind of give a shout out to can you not ask that question because there's so many and we'll forget about a couple <laughs> know, and be... uh yeah <laughs> and then we're yeah we're gonna have hits out for us yeah I mean, you know, Where's Yeah. Amazing band. Doreen's great band. Um, yeah, see, Here, that's the we, problem. Yeah, now we're going we to have to pull out the list. we got to pull out the list. Um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I think there's a lot of great music happening in Edmonton. and Yeah. Yeah, it's great to be a part of. Yeah, we're going to leave it at that because I don't want to pull out my <laughs> following list. I We love you all. Um <laughs> there's there's honestly so many great acts in edmonton uh the and i i know this is rapid fire but i'm gonna mention this anyway uh we had been reached out to by sad cactus about the record very recently uh this wasn't like in the works the relationship between us anyway and one of the first questions that was asked was uh i have no idea where you guys are from pretty much like i know you're from canada uh, but where is Edmonton and like what is the scene like and I all, all I had to say uh, to them is it's very underrated there's a lot of really good acts that I feel uh, don't get the attention uh, that they that they necessarily deserve because we, we do have a really healthy scene yeah albeit maybe not right now because nobody's playing but I don't know I I, I think there are a lot of really great bands that are deserving of uh, wider attention. Well, uh, let's kind of shift on over then into the more kind of interviewee side of things. Uh, How's the pandemic been treating you? How's, (laughs) how have things been going for the past like year under this? Um, you know, pretty okay. (laughs) Um, it was, you know, definitely at the beginning of the pandemic, you know, I started getting some time off from work and I had these big plans to be really productive with all this free time I suddenly had on my hands. And um, that hasn't panned out. <laughs> it's strange. It seems like when you have the most time on your hands is when you suddenly become, you know, um, yeah, just... Uh, paralyzed or something (laughs) uh but uh yeah i mean it's been you know not great but it's been okay (laughs) yeah just a i guess cherry pick on that i I felt like 
at the very beginning, I was very much of the mindset, very similarly, like I have so much that I am able to do now. I was the first person sent home from the office, so I don't have to drive to work anymore. Uh, as well, like got some recording stuff done personally. And I, I was able to do personal projects at the very beginning that were uh, just for me. I don't have to show anyone this. This is for me now. Right. And then by the time like June hit, I was just like, all I want to do is lay on the couch and uh, I don't want to do anything. Uh, there are friends that I have that I haven't spoken to in a very long time uh, that I feel like obviously I should, and I miss you all, by the way. Um, but I feel this like isolation has very much been echoed, and it just echoes within us. So, seen a lot of good movies. <laughs> very true. What else are you gonna do on you know? Yeah, no kidding. Friday night these days. So, uh, I, I take it then you probably haven't been uh, playing a whole ton. Haven't been. Uh, getting together to jam and such um yeah we didn't uh you know there's there's been long sections of time where yeah we we just haven't been playing uh based on the rules and whatnot and um but you know we still communicate and especially with having to put out the album you know we've had to communicate and yeah get together zoom to you know whatever and talk about the release and whatnot yeah and i mean like when it comes to jamming i i think between the three of us between keenan sam and i uh, i feel like we're lucky enough to just sort of be able to read off of each other when we do get to jam uh so it's kind of like we these long-term breaks it, it doesn't really necessarily feel like it right yeah uh but i mean yeah we've we've we definitely have had breaks based off of like how serious things are especially in the city in the province like if things are not going so well i don't want to put myself in a position where i'm going to potentially harm others so we've been there's also something really nice about uh you know playing again after a break like it's um it's really nice, like feeling that you know, f- getting together and, and clicking again. It, it's like you you appreciate it more on some level, you know, if after a long break. Yeah, yeah. So, h- how long then have you been kind of sitting on these recordings, or were they like finished <laughs> in quarantine, or has this been kind of in the works for a while? When did we record the album? Too long. This uh, album was recorded in July. July of twenty. 20- 19? 19 yeah okay and and so yeah. <laughs> uh did the pandemic like disrupt a release that was going to happen or have you just been kind of sitting on it we're just slow we're we're slow in the collaborators we were working with you know everything was just kind of it just trotted along for a long time and yeah yeah, um, yeah. there there were things that uh weren't working at first uh, so we had to really, and it, it was tough because it's not like we can just go back into the studio right. to record because we actually traveled to record this album down to Lethbridge. Okay. So like our, if there were any things that needed to be re-recorded, for example, we had to go back and re-listen to things and, mm-hmm. and, and get things worked on. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we we weren't in a rush to release this. the The first album that we released, it was within like three months that we recorded and then released the album. Damn, yeah, that's fast. And everything was just so like gung ho almost that I I guess it was kind of nice not having to deal with it. But we're we're definitely ready to have this thing out, and we're glad that uh, we've been able to get it all put together. Yeah, yeah, totally. So you you write like as a as a band then right or what does that kind of process look like I guess I'll usually just bring like I, guitar ideas in that's it's usually starts with like some guitar ideas and then um, we p- 
piece things together as a band, you know. So I bring a, I bring like a bit of a foundation in, and then yeah, um, we go from there, and you know, it could come out very different from you know what it started as. Uh, do you then like um, so say you like bring in a new song and you all sit down and work on it once you start playing it at shows does it change significantly between like starting to gig with it and recording it or once you're gigging with it that's like the song i don't think so generally it's like that but you know there's been songs for sure like fragile on the last album had a completely different um i guess so yeah. chorus at some point um thank god we got rid of it it sucked <laughs> um but uh but for the most part yeah we we sort of once it's once it's gigging then it's you know it's kind of set in stone yeah yeah i i think another thing is i'm gonna speak on my own part for this mm-hmm. uh the songs can be really fucking difficult to learn <laughs> sometimes keenan will just bring these like things that make sense to him in his head and i listen to it and i'm like i i can't even comprehend what you have brought to the table (laughs) so for us there's a lot of working before the thought of playing it live right comes forth so we we have all of these parts that we have to pretty much not not master necessarily but we have to be able to play it before we can play it on stage yeah yeah and the writing of the songs comes with that i feel yeah so you spend a fair bit of time on it just working it into a position where you can gig it and so you know most of the changes will happen in that process usually or yeah. Something. yeah so how do you how do you kind of like uh i know the answer to this is probably like pretty ephemeral but h- how do you know once you've been working on a tune for a while that it's like okay this is like ready to go now when we don't want to make any more changes (laughs) yeah that's a good answer yeah (laughs) on some level it's very simple yeah like when you were able to basically get through the song (laughs) yeah like we with for like for example we have been working on some new material at this point uh we get together we work on the parts together uh we discuss very briefly how we want to structure it and then we just practice it as it is and if there's any changes to be made we can normally figure that out within a couple of sessions right Mm -hmm. however uh there are some songs that i feel like there's definitely things that we add in the recording process like we don't we don't write with any synthesizers or keyboards or anything like that right but for some of the songs there will be those parts added in the recording process that we weren't necessarily uh intending to do when we wrote the song and sometimes those parts are parts that they don't necessarily make or break the song but they enhance it in a way that works yeah, so with that kind of stuff too, like if I've seen you play live uh, a handful of times, uh, how do how do you? Uh, I, I guess are you trying to kind of like replicate that experience such that when you're adding like you know some synth parts or stuff like that, you're wanting to make sure it doesn't get too far away from what you sound like as a live band, or are you pretty comfortable with just like? separating those things like a live show is different than a recording and so you're going to treat them differently yeah i would say the second one for me anyways like i i don't think anything you know it's not about trying to perfectly recreate um you know the studio version or or something like that or capture the live version you know i think each thing has its place right we definitely go like we we don't record separately uh we record live off the floor so uh when we when we do do our our base recording we want to make sure that that is uh to a a standard that you may see at a live show right i I know when we were recording full well that 
I listen to some of the tracks back and, and we don't play those songs that fast anymore. <laughs> right. and, and we were in like a, a, a sweaty Southern Albertan room for like two full days between yeah. the three of us just hammering these songs out all for how long it took for this album to come out we recorded it like in three days like 10 11 <laughs> songs and yeah in like three days it was really really quick <laughs> everything pretty well was done in yeah two three yeah. days uh, do you find then too like uh uh so the album is uh is it nine tracks i think all together oh yeah yeah so it's nine tracks <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i'm saying ten uh, I feel like there are kind of uh, two types of bands that exist. Like there are bands that are right that, or sorry, bands that write like a ton, a ton, a ton of material and then kind of slim it down when it comes time to record um, as opposed to uh, really like working a smaller number of songs until they're like kind of pitch perfect, if you know what I mean. Um do do you have like boatloads of excess material or do you kind of fall into the other camp? I think, um, do you want to answer this? No, you me? go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> we have a drive full of phone demos that have not made it. I think that very early on in the recite, the, 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 the writing and <laughs> composition process, um, we we kind of know what's going to work and what's not going to work right. for us. So, yeah, there's definitely songs that we have written that we, we don't touch anymore. Uh, there are parts in those songs that we really like. There are parts in those songs that kind of ruined it for us or we're just not super into it. Yeah. But I wouldn't say that we didn't write 40 songs for full well. Yeah. <laughs> we, we wrote in between dashing and full well there was probably about 15. i would say 15 songs yeah. but a lot of those songs didn't make it to the point where we actually wrote them to their full extent right yeah i know what you mean yeah. uh let's i guess kind of dive back in time a little bit uh how long has this band actually existed then 2016 i think yeah, november so 2016 we started hanging out. Okay, and how did that, like, did you guys all know each other beforehand, or? Uh, Sam and I uh, both grew up in Medicine Hat. Okay. And um, he was, like, the cool kid, older kid in the music scene there, and um, we weren't the best of buds, but uh, <laughs> uh, later on we sort of crossed paths again in Edmonton and, yeah. um, you know, started playing music that was probably in a little bit before Devin came along like 2014 2015 and then that you know we went our separate paths again and then arrived in Edmonton again in some yeah close to 2016 and and then we just um <laughs> actually <laughs> Devin auditioned Sam for his band never <laughs> called him back never called him back <laughs> and then and then you know we were looking for a bass player and Sam was like well, well you know this guy never called me back for his band, but maybe he'd be into playing, you know, for our band. So, and the funny know. thing was, is I f I found out uh, later on that uh, the plan was if Devin sucks, we're just not we're just gonna ghost him. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Return the favor. <laughs> Which I mean is, is totally fair. Um, I mean I've n never done like an audition like that before and i was so like weirded out by the the fact that i'm bringing all of these people that i don't know into my home to try out these songs yeah that's yeah. for the last band for the last band and uh it, it was really stressful and i was just like you know what we're just gonna call up the old drummer who did the recordings <laughs> because i know him and hopefully he says yes yeah and then we can we can figure yeah. that out this again. This has been a, a long-standing point of tension in the band. <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh well, there, there's something I think that's so profoundly strange about auditioning players, especially when, uh, like, like in a music scene like Edmonton. Again, there's like lots and lots of great bands, but it's not like any of them are making 
money really like it, it, it uh like the stakes are purely about your ego it's not about anything else well about making good art Ma- yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i guess it's about making art or whatever too yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i mean yeah <laughs> I, I think once you in in regards to like finding people to play with you my mantra has always been like go to shows start talking to people become friends with these people and then ask them to join your band <laughs> yeah because you'll you'll have an easier time asking a friend to join your band than than some random person in my opinion yeah i mean our thing was pretty chill though i feel like he just hopped in and i'm glad we worked we just kind of we didn't it wasn't like you know let's hear you do some scales or something (laughs) (laughs) i think there was definitely like a a meshing uh that kind of clicked musically and i liked ellen baba a lot so uh so the first record then uh just called dashing came out february 2018 Mm -hmm. yes almost exactly three years ago then hey yep yeah uh at what point after i guess the band started did you start kind of making progress towards doing that set of recordings then there were three or four songs that I was tasked with playing at the very first meeting. <laughs> and uh, I think those were songs that Sam and Keenan had been working on for a little while uh, beforehand. I don't necessarily know how long, but uh, they'd just kind of been on, on the burner for a little while. And then, I mean, it was only a year after that we decided okay we've, we've played enough we need to start recording and then yeah i mean i guess we talked about this a little bit already but that was uh an, a, a very very quick turnaround and kind of it came together quickly i guess yeah the the recording started something like late december and i think we had like three sessions with the three of us or something three or four sessions i can't remember was it more than that yeah, I mean, we did it all our- ourselves, that first one, which is very different from, from this one. Um, last one was quite stressful because <laughs> I, I was very... Uh, we were meticulous. Meticulous, yeah, something like that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess, is, is that then kind of like uh, between the first record and this one now, like, uh, I, I, I guess... Uh, in what ways are you happy with uh, how that process kind of changed for you between records? I don't think we've figured it out yet. I think that there's there's something to be said for a band that can go into a studio and has like studio time, like can sit in a in a studio for a week, right? For for ten hours a day and like really put something together and people who have budgets who are able to actually write in the studio. I think that that really uh, changes the way that people think about music for sure. When they're creating it. I quite enjoyed like this time versus the first time I I liked having the time crunch on some level. Um, You know, especially when I started recording on my own, I was really, um, you know, when you have all the time in the world to record, you might do a take a hundred times <laughs> because you can, right? Yeah. Um, and so I think there's something nice, you know, this time it was nice to sort of, you have three days, you got to hammer it out. Um, Whatever we get, we get. We get, we get, yeah. And, uh, you know, that's terrifying, but it's also kind of liberating and makes for a, an interesting, you know, I don't know. Maybe maybe some of that immediacy is captured in the recording itself. Yeah. Well, uh, let's kind of just uh, pivot then to end things off. Uh, do you have a song from the record that uh, you'd want to kind of highlight? <laughs> uh, what what oh do you think? Maybe Priest Feet. Yeah, 
yeah, let's do priest's feet. Okay. Yeah, priest's feet. <laughs> cool. Uh, real quick, I guess. Uh, would you want to say anything? I guess in particular about the track, or uh, I guess, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think this is, is sort of a song about a lot of things, but it's it's sort of like I feel like I wrote it. At least the words were largely sort of that um, feeling you get, you know, maybe late at night where you're unable to unable to fall asleep. There's a lot on your mind and you're trying to figure out what's uh, what's going on in the world and what's going on in your in your life and you know, it's got that sort of uh, stream of consciousness like uh, it moves from a lot of diff- from one thing to to the next quite quickly. But that's the sort of sort of thing that happens in your mind when you're, you know, anxious late at night trying to sort things out yeah, um, yeah. and uh, i think sonically we try to also sort of capture that um that uh energy yeah yeah did uh how, how did this come together then with a with a full band like is it one that kind of came together pretty fast or required more work or i think this one came together pretty quickly again it's 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 one of those things where we have to learn the songs and it, this one wasn't necessarily difficult, but it, it was, uh, well, what are we putting here? What are we putting here? And it was, I think two or three days when we put this song compositionally together. Maybe something like that. I, I do remember kind of being iffy about it actually at the beginning. I think there was, you know, we, we weren't so sure about it, but you know, I'm happy with how it turned out. I think the um, the music, you know, s- suits the energy of the, of the of sort of what's going what's going happening in the in the words and yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, kind of a, a two in one question here. Uh, when uh, Keenan, like when you bring the songs in, are do you mostly have a set of lyrics done and then do those change as you kind of hear the way that the song changes after the band kind of has its way with it? And then, mm-hmm. uh, do like, does, uh, do you think the way that the band is interpreting the lyrics changes the way that they choose to play then along to it? That's an interesting question. Um, I'd say, not like it it doesn't happen consciously necessarily like i I don't think especially with this album i feel like a lot of it was um sort of unconscious a lot of the writing at least for me and and with the lyrics and stuff like that it was um i didn't have my themes laid out and um a clear idea of where where things were going um when i started writing a song or the, the song lyrics um but i'm sure like you know, inevitably when you bring in something and you start hearing how, uh, you know, the people you're collaborating with are responding to it, that there must be some sort of um, something that, you you know, you take out of that and influences the, the process going forward. For sure. Yeah. Uh, well, that's as good a place as any to uh, kind of wrap things up. Uh, thank you both for sitting down with me. It was a, a real pleasure to chat. Uh, the new album is probably out by the time that you are <laughs> listening to this. It's called Full Well. It came out on March 5th, 2021. Uh, go listen to it and buy it, hopefully on a Friday at the first of the month. I, that'll probably still be a thing, I guess, hopefully by then. We did not choose that date strategically. It just <laughs> happened. Yeah, that worked out well. <laughs> I didn't even realize that. Well, good job. Make some money. Um, mm-hmm. Thanks so much for having us, John. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, This is Priest's Feet uh, by Fitness, and uh, yeah, thanks again. Thank you.
Inside the Artist Studio is produced by Sean Davis Newton for the Cups and Cakes Network. The feature track Priest's Feet was played with permission from Fitness. Thanks to Laundry Week for the use of their song Nothing on My Mind from the Grimpy EP as our intro and outro music. Inside the Artist Studio is one of the many ways the Cups and Cakes Network highlights Canadian music. Visit our website, cupsandcakespod.com, to browse our audio, video, and written content. That's cups, the letter N, cakespod.com. Thanks for listening.